Greetings and salutations and welcome back to another episode of Controllers and Things You Sit On. Hello everyone. We be the Full Metal Chicken. And I'm Steph. And on today's episode we will be talking about things, primarily surrounding other things which coexist with multiple other things. Also wow. a plethora you can't of things. Pick it all by yourself. I know, right? This like sounds just you know, I gotta put my gangster speak on because apparently I'm not you know, cutting edge enough. I need to be. You're not hip. down with the kids, bro. I, well. You yeah. gotta phase up. I'm phase up, not f- like. How fa- do they do it? Is it like this? It's like no, no, no. The the phase boys and the girls phase boys, have yeah. this special. Pretend one. you have arthritis. No, no. How to phase up? Your hands phase up. <laughs> I don't know about phase up. Oh, no. it's a top thing when you Google phase up. Oh, it's this. Oh, really? Because you see two Fs, yeah? Wow, I see lots of elderly people walking around like that. Don't be rude! I'm not, it's a fact! I mean, like, you know, it's like full-on legit. Like, look at them. Like, there's, like, obviously an issue going on. But seriously, you think about it, it's like how you hold... You think about a phase, that's how you hold a controller. Look at this, see? See, you look at me, this is how you hold the controller. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> how you doing? I'm doing good. I stumbled upon stuff that makes, you know, the the geek inside of me happy. So, Do you care to elaborate? Or? Yes. So what I have stumbled upon is a fan-created film preservation of the original Star Wars trilogy, namely Star Wars 1977 release, The Empire Strikes Back, 1980, and Return of the Jedi from 1983. And essentially what they did mm-hmm. was try to get a high quality replica of the out of print theatrical versions um, of the original movies before George Lucas went and put in all the crazy you know hand solo shot first bullshit and everything so essentially this is approximately as close to original Wait, as so I'm you confused will get. I forget so did hand solo shoot first or no hand solo shot first and then in the second Master, remaster, he changed it. Is yeah, so essentially Greedo yeah. shot first and then hand shot but Greedo for Really hand solo shot first. Really hand hand shot first. He okay. slayed him. He slayed that bounty hunter. So essentially, um, it began as a derivative work. Um, so because of this, also too, um, obviously copyright and everything LucasArts holds all rights all copyright Lucasfilm every, Lucasfilm sorry everything they own Star Wars they own this oh, so really? the only way you can get a copy of this Hold on, I thought that Disney well technically yes owned Lucasfilm yes who ne- or did Lucasfilm sell the rights of Star Wars to Disney <sighs> yeah so Disney okay. owns it all but Essentially, this can't be bought or sold in the United States. Mm-hmm. However, it can be acquired, um, and it's essentially a case of it can be shared among legal owners. So, for instance, because we own copies of Star Wars, we could technically obtain copies of this because all it is, when you really think about it, it's just uh, an editing of the movies which we already know. We've already paid for them, we've already watched them. However, none of this older stuff, the original stuff, has been uh, released in high def. And the thing that makes it really, really cool is 
a lot of the stuff is taken from original 35mm prints. So, to get this kind of restoration... Takes a lot. A lot of time. And it's essentially taking prints, scanning them, and obviously we're talking 1080, HD, 4K. A lot of the stuff, get you know, it was rendered in 4K but had to be downgraded to 1080. Um, and essentially Fair. there's also the cleanup and everything goes in into actually... You know, a lot of yeah. post and yeah. essentially look at sepia content. Look at the percentage of you know adjustments. I mentioned that in adjustment layers, but um, looking at what they did, obviously, you go all the way back to nineteen seventy seven, and obviously, film back in those days was very much prop based. Mm. So seeing how heavily it was around you know, using real objects as opposed to now being in the digital age where a lot of this composite editing overlays and it's all masks, post-production. all post-production. Yeah. So essentially it's all CGI. So slowly moving in to that sort of era and we see like, you know, in the early 2000s starting to get the CGI coming in to get back and see what it was originally the original meant to cut, be. Essentially. That in itself is nostalgia. And this is why we get into the arguments of people saying, you know, I call it the holy trilogy of Star Wars. There's that whole multiverse of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what they look at it as is just extended features. However, we look at it, or the, you know, my close mates who are heavily into the crazy side of Star Wars, we look at... Really? New, I had no idea. I know. <laughs> A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi... That is the mainstay that we grew up with. We don't count the holiday edition because that's a little bit broken. Um, but everything else, not even droids. Droids is a bit shit. But seeing that for what it was and all the novels and everything that came out of that series, even now it falls fan service in the sense, I suppose, from the authors. Seeing what has become of Star Wars, okay, I accept it what it is. It's... it's you know, the Disney freight train, you can't stop it. You can either They're watch do it what go they by or you can get on and go along for the ride. But at the end of the day, sure, we went and saw the new stuff. We sat there and we, you know, took it in for what it was. It was a cinema experience. That's what it was. A big cinema cash-making experience. It wasn't even for the cinema... Sorry to interrupt you. No, I don't no. mean to be rude. I don't even think, to be honest with you, it was about the cinema. They wanted to make the merch... Money oh. from it because it was the Chris like it was it wasn't it it came out a year ago now, didn't it? Yeah. When did what was it called the Last Jedi? Yeah, the Last Jedi. Now, here's the thing: what I found, I think I've actually found Quarantine more exciting than that movie. But seeing the oh way it God ended, no way. the way it all transpired out, it really just was a kick in the head to see every Skywalker pretty much do the exact same thing is a big but obviously we're not here to talk about Star Wars um, but it just you know it it's interesting to see when people pull a collective idea and they get it done great things can happen so the no th- the rise of Skywalker rise was the Skywalker last one yeah. just a, it's all extended. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you I look at it and I go it's all extended features you know for me that's extended features for all the kids these days that's canon December 16th yeah yeah so uh, Oh, what is it? Twenty the ten ten days, sorry, before Christmas. Yeah. Everyone would have wanted the Lego. Everyone would have wanted the lightsabers and all the toys and all yeah. the like 
I'll call it merch, for lack of a better term. And this merch just sells for bank. I mean, look at Lego, for instance. A Lego Millennium Falcon can sell for over a grand at retail price. And then the UCS on eBay from, you know, when it re was released years ago, can go up to 10k. So obviously, there's bank to be made from this. So obviously, seeing there's those, there's a small niche of fans that go into that category of hardcore. They just want to get it. They just yeah. want the Star Wars that they envisioned. Yeah. At the end what of the day. What they grew up with. Exactly. So seeing how cinema has changed now, cinema is essentially just a wheel that keeps churning out. Just spitting out scripts, seeing spitting what out comes scripts, out Spitting out scripts, spitting out scripts. And essentially... Actors are not what they used to be. The classically trained actors and the way they performed on film... Some are fantastic. Fantastic. But I get... What's, I, don't, I know we've used Jared Leto. Yeah. But for instance, look at Jared Leto. Look at Sir Christopher Lee. You can't. You can't. It, two different times. Two different eras. Two different styles of acting. I, honestly, I don't even think he was acting... No, I think he was... Just being, being himself. The bit on Lord of the Rings where Peter Jackson said, oh, you know, when you get stabbed in the back, make this sound. And Christopher Lee was, uh, no. I uh, want to do this. It doesn't make that sound when you get stabbed in the back. I would know. So, um, essentially, in case... We've mentioned this before, but Christopher Lee was actually part of British, you know, special forces. He did... The whole espionage, was sneaky, he, uh, sneaky behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, you know. I was going to say he was a Green Beret, but that's not right. No, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But he he is a very, very, or he was an extremely um, intelligent man. Extremely skilled actor. And you look at what he went through and that kind of just, the, the amount of gravity and you know, he portrayed on screen. And that's... Finnish army against the Soviet Union during the Winter War. There you go. And it was all covert. British Commonwealth air training plan. He's He's got a massive chunk yeah. of bio. Um, what did he do? He served in Finland in 1939 and then for the UK between 1940 and 46. Um, the British Home Guard and the Royal Air Force. He was a flight lieutenant fighting in the Winter War and the North African campaign, campaign the Allied invasion of Italy and the Battle of Monte Cassino. Yeah. Gotta love those lieutenants. Flight tenant. Uh, flight lieutenant. Yeah, what, flight lieutenant. Oh, whatever. I don't know. So in case uh, you're British or, you know, well, yeah. So Australian, English. They have pictures of him. The Commonwealth is oh, lieutenant, yes. in okay, America well, it's this. lieutenant. But sure. the guy was OP, when you really think about it. Special Forces, OP. Ends up becoming Saruman. Starts out they did him so dirty in the movie. They did. Especially, like, I'm not trying to be rude. I understand why they removed it from the cinematic cut that went to, like, director cinema. How they didn't want to portray... It was suicide, wasn't it? That he fell... From yeah. the tower onto the spikes, like he chose to jump. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be defeated. Yes. Um, and then they were just like, in one scene he's there, and then in the next scene, oh, he's dead. Yeah. And you don't, 
No. There's no, it's like it was quite disjointed and then you're older and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you get it. Um, and it's more a case of, well, technically, you know, Saruman was killed by Grima one time. So they just, you know, it was more effective, you know. Saruman gets exiled and, you know, oh, you know, can't, you know, go back to the Shire and, yeah, gets really, really dirty on him. But as an, as a actor. Different calibre. Different calibre. Same as, um, look at some really prolific actresses as well. Because, uh, you know, I'm not trying to take sides. I'm just looking at the big, um, the Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Sophia Loren. Audrey Hepburn. Um, who's good? <sighs> Jennifer Lawrence is good. Like she, we know her for a lot of YA, like remakes, but she's really good. Um, Nicole Kidman used to be fantastic. Sigrid Thornton. Yeah. But um, you know, there's just so many good actresses. Who's the one who played Crazy Amy? In Gone Girl, you know what I mean. Oh, uh, something pack. So, I'm trying to remember. Gone Girl actress. Because there's a few. There's one Gone Girl actress. No, but I can't remember her name. <laughs> Rosamund Pike. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah, yeah. And obviously Meryl Streep as well. Oh, of course. Yeah. But Be- anyway. <laughs> Betty White. Betty Midler. Betty Midler and Be- Betty, Betty White is a was f- one of the pioneers Betty White of is women boss. in television. She is oh. a freaking boss. So. It is Ooh. what it is. Anything else you want to add? Um. But also, too, the ones that people don't, you know, mention. This is the thing. He's, so, since we're, like, also, in our previous podcast, we were looking at um, the whole, you know, supporting the, the Black Lives Matter cause. Now, what I noticed is if you search, say, you know, 25 world's best actresses or whatever, straight away, they're all white. Now, why don't they have any actresses like Dorothy Dandridge? She's more in like the early 1920s, 1930s. You know, Viola Davis, you know, Queen Latifah. She's obviously, she's an actress, but she's a singer as well. You know, it's, who else have we got? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg as of, on, on a comedic front is next level. No, I agree. Sometimes I... She's on the show, the talk show, The View. Yeah. Sometimes I... The murder is... Ch- <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good job. In case the listeners <laughs> wondered what the pause was, I just spilled tea all over myself. I like to absorb it and drink it at the same time. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Um, sometimes I don't side my views with her all the time. No. But she seems like a... She kicks people into gear. Oh, absolutely. Um, and also, too, there was one actress by the name of Angela Bassett. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very, very, very good. And um, essentially, I think 
from memory, she's most well known for her uh, portrayal of Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It. But it's just like. I even... know her from. She went to Yale from memory, I think. Like, she went to. Um, was it American Horror Story? Yeah. I think. I think it was. So yes, so yes. She was um, Mary Laveau. Mary Laveau, yeah. Phenomenal. So, Not that I'm saying that, you know. Yeah. And it's like looking through, I suppose, a stained glass window. And the reason why I say this is because pretend, dependent on which side of the stained glass you're on, but also the amount a- of light that goes through it, you'll get a different, you know visual effect now my point is at the end of the day a movie is structured about what the director wants to be seen we see the end result now part of that comes down to one how much thousands upon thousands of hours of painstaking editing and setting up and costume and set and but essentially comes down to the actors and actresses or actresses and actors their portrayal of a character and under the direction of a director or whatever, how the movie comes to the front. Yeah. Now, going all the way back and seeing what we see now, it's it feels like it's just cringeworthy now, what's coming out on TV. We... What did we watch the other day that we were we really had issues with? I can't even remember. It's like my brain... It wasn't even that memorable. ...locked it out. I'd have to go through the Netflix history to tell you. I honestly can't remember. But... It was pretty... And we had a problem with everything. Yeah. (laughs) We were just those those kinds of people. Um, Honestly, I don't even know what to tell you. Like, we did the Haunting of Bly Manor. Some parts of that were good. Other parts was like... The second last episode was a pinnacle of the whole. Uh If that was it... If they just did a three-hour thing they, about that, they I would have been happy. They needed to incorporate more of that into the whole series. Yes. And it oh, been, shit. Oh, shit. It would have been, you know, something else. But, alas, they didn't. No, they did not. But also, too, can we just talk about how many people are getting on social media and having a bitch about not being able to get a next-gen console? It is at the point... We were there yesterday, like we said. And the guy was like, I want to get an Xbox. I want to buy it now. And the guy goes, I'm so sorry, but we don't have... They're not taking names. They're not taking numbers because there aren't enough for the people who pre-ordered originally. And I understand, but it's like, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. But it's just not going to... It ain't going to work. You, you're not going to get something that doesn't exist. No. And this guy kept pushing and he's like, oh, so will I get it before Christmas? And the guy's like, no, we don't even have... So apparently they're three quarters of the stock that they have between PS5 and um, Xbox Series X's or S's, three quarters of it is going to the release date launch. And then they have a smaller shipment that's post-launch that's supposed to be mid to early to mid-December. And that's it. Yeah. That's all that they can guarantee for this year. 
And the other thing I find is the amount of... They've played it very well. You know why? The whole marketing side... It's about driving... It's about driving sales. They've created a a vacuum in the sense that people think they're going to be unable to get it. So as soon as they appear, snap it up. No, but at the same time, I don't think that they're... It's not like they... You know how people to say, oh, we sold out. They're like, oh, we only made a thousand when we know that we needed to make at least a hundred thousand. It wasn't like that at all this time. It's just that there were so many people. The culture now, as opposed to when the first, like the previous gen came out, so your Xbox One and your PS4 was, even if you didn't feel like pre-ordering it, you could still go on the day. And like we said before, one day it was available, it wasn't available. The next day you would rock up to the store and you could just buy it. But now you can't. But today's world, you can't do that. You can't do that with books. You can't do that with movies. Can't do it with anything. Remember how I remember? I miss the old days at EB Games where there would be a game that would be releasing, and they'd have a, a like a themed event or something. <sighs> yeah, about they used to do that. And with Call of Duty and the night before, the midnight release. There'd be like specials and like you know exclusives for people who would get in for the midnight releases. Now it's just, like, honestly... Well, they stopped doing the midnight releases because Australia didn't have the infrastructure to... You know how you have, like, uh, 20 gigs on the disc, but you have to download 100 gigs? And Australia, a lot of people were on ADSL, so they couldn't do that. They needed to give the Australian gaming community some time to catch up with everyone else, Right. So then they let us get it 12 hours beforehand as opposed to the midnight release. So even though, for example, the game releases technically on the... It's a Friday, right? You could go in on Thursday night and start buying it from like 5 or 6 p.m. Because that's what I did for World War Two. And see, World War Two was a polished game. I did enjoy World War Two. I really enjoyed it because obviously playing Battlefield and everything, I, I really enjoyed it. But one part that I'm looking forward to in Halo Infinite, for instance, is the customizable, well, customizability of the armors. Apparently, there's a uh, a seven layer um, mm. customized system. So obviously, well, they got to fill in time for something because they're not doing BR. But here's the thing: they've also got microtransactions similar to you know Call oh, of Duty, of where you can. That's going to be the that's the new DLC. That's the new DLC. Because that's the thing. Would you rather... Remember when they did Ghosts and they first brought that... De- like Obviously, they had it for Black Ops 2. But I can distinctly remember people going nuts for it um, after that. Was where you had, like... There were four DLC packs or three that would come out that year. And they'd come out every three or so months. Yeah. And to buy a season pass was 100 bucks. Would you rather your customer fork out 100 bucks at once? Or... Would you rather take ten dollars here, twenty five dollars here? Oh, you want the um, season pass, you know the battle pass, yeah. but you've already spent, you know, the credit points you got from the last one. That's another twenty four bucks. Thanks very much. And, and then you before that... you know it, you don't know how much you're spending. Yeah. Because the credit points are different to an exactly. actual dollar value. Exactly, and that's the thing. Once you use up, you know, the cash. All you got is credits. And, and people, and people were like judging me, and like Rob was like, "Oh, why did you get the 
jigsaw pack, how much did you pay for it? And Nothing. it's like, I didn't pay anything. I spent the original, um, what was it, like 15 bucks yeah. to get the season four um, pass. Yeah. And then since then, I've just been accruing it through completing the battle pass. And it's just nowadays. It's and I figured, for... why would I let 2,900 points sit there when I can cash them in for something? Yeah. And see, all it is, I think the big draw card in games at the moment, especially multiplayer, is how do you separate yourself from everyone else that's on the platform? What looks cool to you may not look cool to someone else, but it's a way... That customizability. Exactly. And Like we did with horror. Yeah. You wanted Leatherface. I was like, hell yeah, Jigsaw, because there's no Michael. We're a squad. And then Rob was like, hell yeah, like the electricity, Dr. Karlov. Whatever it is. And And see Halo Infinite's doing the same. You can do weapon skins, you can do vehicle skins, and you can do arm upgrades. So it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. But all in all, it's all about making bank. Big time. Yes. Yeah. It is what it is. All right. um, Let's jumble into the news. We're just going to talk about three... Was it three things very quickly? Three or four things. I think it's three. Um, Numero uno. Apparently some guy... Um, went shopping this morning to Coles and he got a large pack of porterhouse steak. You know the rule of if there's a miscommunion, like if there's a, if they're mischarged you for something, yeah, they refund you and you get the item for free. Yeah. This guy got, um, 34 bucks worth of meat for free. Wow. There you go. The Porterhouse steak for free. Yeah. Winning. Because they were charged... So apparently it was on sale from 34 bucks normally, a kilo, to 28 bucks. But when he went to scan it, he charged full price. So the, the smart person paid the full price, checks the receipt, and then gets it for free. Good. All done by weight. No, because the, um, it's not like some stores where you have to manually, like Coles doesn't do that anymore, where you have to manually key in the sales price. When you scan it, it should be. But whether they did it in self serve or whether they did it through the um, conveyor belts, right? They've scanned the wrong barcode, not the sales barcode, because that's the thing with Coles. A lot of the idiots don't put the sales code on top of the existing barcode yeah so i've done that a couple times too where i've accidentally like scanned the full price code as opposed to the um sales one because not everyone is smart to stick it on the barcode and i'm not the kind of person to be like unless it was like 20 30 dollars not that it's ever happened to me i'll be a bit more thing about it but like if it's a pack of pancakes that I buy once in a blue moon and they're 50% off from $2. I'm not going to get shitty over a dollar. No. I don't give a shit. But for 30 bucks, hell yeah. For two porterhouse steaks, hell yeah, I'm going to get that for free. Oh, hell yeah. Make that bank. Um, bank. So yeah, I, I wonder how he's cooking them. Probably <laughs> a little bit of pepper with the salt, gravy. Talking about what's cooking, I saw this story this morning on uh, Twitter, a cow, a farmer this morning, when he shook his, his herd in Northern Territory and he saw his cow chewing on a fucking python. Fuck. Out in Northern Australia. 
Um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, well... As it had kind see... of sucked its head off back to the bone. That's, uh... You get those nutrients, girl, because you're heading into summer. Yeah. I just like... You to... do what you got to do. But that comment, though, it kind of sucked its head off back to the bone. Wow. Um... Yeah, and... Clearly... Apparently cows chew on shit. Um, to supplement their diets. Yeah, for calcium. Uh, yeah, because apparently for both protein and trace elements, because their body tells them what they need and they'll go chase it down if it's available. And so apparently the cow was just like, eh. And that cow looks rather hungry. I thought the same thing. And also, do you see the wounds? Yeah. Fly like, it's got a lot of shave backs, which I guess is common for Outback Australia. I wouldn't know. Yeah. And it's like the comment, their body tells them what they need and they'll go and chase it down if it's available. You've got to do what you got to do, girl. got to do what you got to do. So. Um, wow. Yeah. You're going to be wowed by this. Apparently there's a asteroid called 16 Psyche and it's worth, I don't even know what that number is. 100,000, million, billion, trillion, What's two before, two after billion, trillion? Two after trillion. Gazillion? Quintillion. Quintillion. Is that right? How many are there? How many sets of zeros? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, I tell a lie. So we've got quadrillion, quintillion. Sextillion, septillion, septillion, right? septillion, and decillion. This asteroid is worth 10 septillion US bucks because it's made mostly of metal. Shit. So now what they're going to try and do is mine it and bring it back. Well, NASA said it's got, it's just uh, 24 quadrillion, 200 million tons of iron and nickel. Yeah. It's orbiting right now through space between Mars and Jupiter, over 370 million kilometers from Earth. They want it. They want to get it. That's a dangerous thing to start doing, though. Like, how do you... Who owns that? Exactly. Like, even if you bought an asteroid, who were you exchanging it with? Yeah. So technically, does it mean whoever lands on there first, like whichever nation lands on there first, that yes. so they would race to But claim we don't know who owns it. But they would race to lay claim to it. Yeah, because it worked so well the last time. Yeah. Do you know, I saw this TikTok the other day and I really fucking thought about it. It's like, you know what happened? First off, there was a 20s vibe party, right? The roaring 20s. Yeah. Then there was a pandemic. And then what happened? War. Yeah. So apparently, the next big thing is going to be World War Three. Space warfare. Yep. Space warfare. Pew pew! Fire the lasers. Pew pew! Apparently it's going to be a civil war. Like, America's allegedly gearing up for a civil war because of this voting stuff. That would be interesting, but here's the thing. What I mean, it wouldn't be interesting. No, in the sense, <laughs> Trump... What happens if he refuses... He can't. ...to give up power? He can't. That's not how it works. Because I guarantee you, as soon as he But is... their politics is completely different to us. So, the day an Australian Prime Minister is elected, from the moment 
you are elected, that's it. You're yep. in power until you're either impeached or, vote, you know, voted out or your term is over. Yep. But I think there's an interim of a president-elect is what they call it. So he'll be in... If he loses this election and doesn't win a second term, he'll still be in power. Like, that's their norm for a month or two. And then Biden would get sworn in. But do you think he'll, you know, lose? Because I think he I will. would like to say yes, he's going to lose. But I feel But like also this... I'm very scared because a lot of rednecks will come out to play. I think it's going to go pear-shaped. I think they're counting on the young voters to really get in there in numbers and to do some swaying. But here's the problem, though. What comes next? So he loses. What happens? Well, if he loses, he has a couple months to finish what he's finishing, right? And then he has to get the fuck out of the White House. And then Biden and his family move in. And then they start their administration. But what happens to the market? Will it crash? Will it raise? Personally, I think it would raise. Will the Nasdaq crash? No, the Nasdaq won't crash. There might be a day of uncertainty where it's halted or whatever. I feel like they'd possibly um, pause Wall Street. You can't pause. You can't pause Wall Street. I think the only time Wall Street has ever been closed is during September 11. Let me fact check my shit though. There have been Time times where the market when will, Wall I mean obviously the market closes the you know closing and opening of the market is a normal thing, but freezing it, that's a completely different thing. During World War Two, the wake of nine eleven. There we go. So the big ones. I think America's doing worse now. But again, I'm not an American. No. Luckily. Yeah. Luckily. Yeah, I like that healthcare too. If I ever left Australia, I'd like to think I'd go to Canada of all places. UK is a bit... It looks beautiful, but UK is not a place no. for me. No, UK is a little crazy. Um, It's too restricted in terms of like... I just want to go somewhere... I don't want to say it's off the grid, but I just want to like... I don't care if it snows. I don't want to go to Alaska because that's still America, unfortunately. Right? And Alaska's got a very high... Canada has the exact same dollar value as us. They have... They're as close to Australia can get without it being New Zealand. And I don't want to go to New Zealand. I feel like... Do they... What, what's New Zealand summer like? Probably, you know... Cooler than ours, you'd think, cooler. right? Yeah. You'd hope. But, you know, Tasmania, New Zealand... I don't want to go to Tasmania. They're all, you know... <sighs> Alright, um, last story before we get into this. Say that you're working for border security and you see a man waddling. Well, one of two things. Does said customer need to take a shit? Um, does, does he have a limp for does injury? He have a limp or, or does said customer have a cramp? So, okay. Can I just ask you, how much pain would you be in if you were carrying 972 grams of flattened gold up your rectum? Uh, well, technically, you'd be shitting nuggets. No, they're not nuggets. Look at them. Fuck. Those are huge bars, dude. Fuck. Shitting carrots in that sense. I don't know if whole... But here's the thing, though. 
As we know, gold okay, is... Okay, is uh, gold a reactive metal? No, it doesn't corrode. No, biologically reactive. No. You sure? Yeah. They do immunogold. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, imagine that. Ooh. Yeah. Um, apparently, he was travelling from Dubai to India, and he didn't want to pay the 18% tax. <laughs> and so he was walking around the airport, and they kind of pulled him over. And he had a friend who was also... Oh, it was worth 60000 bucks, right? US, obviously. Uh, and he had a friend on the same flight who was carrying twice as much as him. Shit. Some months of... That, again, brings me back to a Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. Oh, on a side <laughs> note, there is one thing that can dissolve gold. Yeah? Yeah, hydrochloric acid and nitric acid. Well... Your body releases hydrochloric acid in your stomach, yeah, but it's, it's a lot yeah. further down the pipeline, literally and figuratively. It's known as aquaregia. You, know you know what? You know that was a, is a hydrofluoronic acid? Yes. That's the most... Fucking crazy shit. I'm not saying I want to do it, but I'm just fascinated. I just want to like throw i want to have a barrel in a very safe space and i want to throw different shit in there like a potato like i don't want nothing too nefarious but maybe like a really cheap off pork chop that no one can eat just so i can see what it does it's yeah because apparently everything just goes yeah hydrofluoric acid is it's fucked. carbon dioxide like it's off yeah because you've got the the hydrogen fluoride in it and yeah, water. Fuck. It's yeah, very very corrosive. Very very fucking corrosive. Yeah. Um. Essentially, you breathe that shitty. You're, d- you're over. It's, it's over. It's gonna you, fuck you're your done. your lungs. It's like those fucking yeah. idiots on TikTok who think they're doing something special because they're cleaning their toilet with bleach, and then they put in um. What else do they put in? Like acidic shit. I can't even remember. Is it vinegar that they pour in? Yeah. I can't even remember what they're pouring Pulmonary in fucking edema for and, the wind. And then it's like, you fucking idiot, don't do this. And then one person was commenting on it and it, they posted it and they were really rude to the creator. And they were like, oh, I don't understand why. I think you're just jealous. Maybe your toilet's dirty. And then I did the typical thing where it's the two stars and then the word spaced out. And I'm like, chlorine gas. That's crazy. <laughs> and then what I do is like, when people do stuff like, oh, it's the clean for me, I'll go and I post, it's the chlorine gas for me. And then one creator was like, um, I can't even remember what they said, shit, but there was something like, um, I don't care what it is for you. And then I'm like, well, obviously you do because you're applying. And yeah. they never responded back. Jeez. Alrighty, who are you, Twitty? Anything else you want to say before we get into today's no, episode? Today's episode is going to be really tough, and I'm really sorry, but I think it's something that needs to be discussed more openly because there need to be uh, industry changes made. Yep. Have you heard of Little Collie Wagoned before? Uh, no. All right. Um, again, our episodes aren't meant to minimize the pain and loss that follow the events that we're going to be discussing. Um always report to crime stoppers i'm fairly certain we've linked them in every single episode since we started like the true crime content yep. um there's going to be a 
trigger warning for today's episode because we're going to unfortunately have to discuss the death of a minor. I'm not going to be too graphic and we're not trying to be disrespectful to the victim or their family. We're just here to discuss, put things in a different forum and circle of people because an industry change needs to be made. Um, this is going to be one of those cases when I read it out to you, I had a like different perspective and I thought that the person we're going to be talking about who was there when it happened should have been hit by the book and then I found out what the company who he's actually responsible for did a lot of slandering trying to take someone else down for it and then my perspective really changed so it could divide people um let me know what you think but um yeah I guess let's just get started what's your opinion on cruises you've been on one haven't you uh no I haven't been on a cruise I thought you went with no Rob and stuff no I didn't go on a cruise um I've been on a smaller chartered boat just to go to Rottnest Island back in, you know, high school. Would you go on a cruise? On a cruise, yeah. And then go you just sailing. do the whole kind of seasick thing and like swaying and watch people go. Bleh. Can't do it. Sorry. They get Sorry. all. They get all chundry. You know, we were driving to the shops yesterday, and it had been the first time that I'd been in a car to drive more than three minutes down the road because I've only been like to go to uni. Or a couple of times to go to the pet store for a literal emergency, and I felt sick in the car. Yeah. But anyway, um, me personally, I have already openly discussed in this forum how much I hate open water, how much I despise boats. Um, on top of that, I don't think people realise how much crime is committed on cruises. There are some people who spend way too much time on cruises. It's not about spending time. It's literally like. Do you know that how much alcohol is sold? People have no boundaries. No, they have a credit card that they just rack up. They don't, like, you lose track and they just, that's where they make their money. Do you remember a couple of years ago how there was a company that um, sent all of these young men on a cruise with families and then they had, like, ordered, they were, like, treating the dancers like they were strippers? And shit, and it was really lewd and disgusting. And a fuck ton of Australian families that had gone were trying to get their money back. And no, yeah, and people think there are no limits because just... you're in a different space. The, you're hot from the sun, depending on where you are. You know what I mean? You feel sick. You're filled with freaking alcohol because people go absolutely crazy. But apparently, it's really expensive. Yeah, no, yeah, that's where they make bank. Absolutely, make bank. So apparently there's, like, obviously, I don't want to say petty crimes, but your theft, uh, there's a lot of drugging, um, there's a lot of assault, physical and sexual, there's human trafficking involved. So, like, some cruisers stop off at certain days, so they're not just sailing past or through, like, the channel across the country, you know what I mean? They stop at certain ports, and they give you time to go off, do something before you have to reboard again. Yeah. And a lot of people actually pretend to be interested in people. Like, let's go here. But those are fucking human traffickers. Wow. So they're from that country, or they're paid to target specific, or not specific people all the time, but they lure them off the ships yeah. or and kidnap them, essentially, and sell them into human trafficking. That's fucked. That's really fucked. And because a cruise ship ain't got, you know, if you've got thousands of people aboard, you're not going to wait for... One or two people. No, you're just going to... 
load yeah. up and go bon go. voyage yeah. for his next leg of the journey. Um, so, pfft, I found this article, and it's through Forbes, so you'd think it was slightly more um, legitimate. Obviously, it's a year old, and obviously I can't talk about 2020 crime statistics on cruises, because as we know, COVID. COVID. So, <clears throat> I apologise that some of these figures, or well, this data might be slightly out of date, because not as much travelling has occurred, but... Um, the FBI would normally release a quarterly report which covers crimes on cruise ships between the 1st of July and the 30th of September last year alone 35 sexual assaults were reported Shit. that's a fuck ton that is um, ridiculous yeah not that any, not even if it was I'm not trying to say that even one would be acceptable I mean none should be happening at all yeah right that's... regardless of if it's two one ten none should be happening. None is what anything more than that, and civilization is fucked, yeah. which you already know. So I'm not trying to say that. Um, but apparently, that was just on six different cruise lines alone, even on the Disney ones, which Disney's supposed to, again, don't come for me, Disney, this is an opinion, but you think that Disney would be more family friendly. It's bullshit. So according to one analysis, um, that alone was a 35% increase from the previous quarter in yeah. 2019 and 69% from 2018 between July and September. Sorry, June and September. So you'd gone up 67% from the year before. Shit. That's a big increase. Yeah. Um, and the sad thing is, is that apparently a lot of vulnerable people go on these trips like Families will go because they think it's a safer way to travel. Um, because they're like, oh, we'll be on a boat. So we can have like the whole family there. We take the grandkids. We take our kids. So there's elderly on there. There's kids on there. They take allegedly... Um, it's a safer way for people with, diability, with disabilities to travel because they don't have to worry about flights. They don't have to worry about long car trips. It's, you know, a whole different experience. Yeah. And so there are a lot of vulnerable people that go on these cruise trips. And some cruise liners advertise things for like end of life special. So, you know, it's like the trip of a lifetime and they don't obviously advertise, oh my God, you're going to be dead in a year. Give us all your fucking money, bitch. Yeah, but... But they... it's insinuated, go on a fucking trip all you can. You're not going to take the money with you when you die. Go for it. Give, us, give your money to us. We will exactly. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, um, again, people are there to live for bottles, um, you know, seven days or more. Not that I'm saying you're a bad person if you do that, but I'm just saying it adds to the chaos of the situation of everything. Yeah. You've got up to thousands of people on these ships, and it's crazy. Just footage I've seen, like, I've never been on one myself, but it's just insane. So, my first question when researching this case, because if you can't tell... From what I'm telling you, it occurred on a cruise ship. Yeah. I tell you all the time, and I ask you this question, when a crime's committed on a ship, whether it's a cruise ship in this particular case or whatever, who has jurisdiction? Um, well, see, that's the thing. Because once you're on a cruise ship, you're going between like international waters and Exactly. Stuff. That was my so, question. If you're... If you're thinking about the comparison with planes, yeah. let me tell you, it's completely different. See, because when you're in a plane, you're not... So, say that I'm here in Australia, 
right? I, let, I take off from Melbourne or Avalon, wherever the hell. I don't know where you catch flights from. While I'm on the plane, right, before the tyres hit the runway, say, in Indonesia, Bali, for yeah. example, as soon as I hit the runway there, it's Bali's jurisdiction. Yeah. But so, for me, getting on the plane to the just before the plane landing, it's Australian dirt. Yeah, so until you... Disembark. Disembark. It's... Whereas a boat... Is completely different. Completely different because you're you're on... I'll go through it. There's yeah. a lot of different situations. All right. So, um, it's so much more complex because depending on where you are in the ocean, it could be international waters or the waters of the country you're closest to. Um, but technically... And if, if a crime is committed in on water, it's technically maritime law. Yeah. And allegedly... That's where Coast Guard would get involved. Allegedly, maritime law is known for being one of the least updated, least modernised uh, jurisdictions of law. Um, and apparently, people make millions of dollars because it's such an intricate sector of law to operate in. And see, some of these nautical issues... Being maritime, some of this shit would be like so outdated, and that's how people from, get away with yeah. it. That is because it's not written into law. And so here's the thing: you have you have different maritime zones. For Australia, for instance, depending on where you are coastally, you've got different maritime yes. laws. So it depends. Yeah, that's why we have the United Nations Convention yeah. on the Law of the Sea or UNCLOS. Yes. Well, I'm going to specifically talk about the American aspect because it. it most relates to the case. Do it. So technically, apparently, if for, I'm, please hit me in the face every time I say technically or apparently, um, but it falls under the FBI's jurisdiction. And so if the ship is a US-owned vessel, if the nationality of the victim or the perpetrator is American, um, the ship is still within US maritime jurisdiction, but outside the jurisdiction of any particular state. Right? If the crime was committed against or by a US national but took place outside of this jurisdiction of any nation, or the crime took place in the sea under US jurisdiction within 12 miles of the coast. So if you're 12 miles off the coast of Georgia, you ain't in Georgia anymore, honey. That's international waters. Um, And this applies regardless of the nationality of the ship, the victim, or the perpetrator. Or the individuals involved, either the perpetrator or the victim, are U.S. nationals on a ship that has departed from or will arrive in a U.S. port. That's a lot of uh, conditions. It is. And we're not talking about hair conditions. No. Um, so since 2010, the Cruise Vessel Security and Safety Act has required cruise ships that embark and disembark in the United States to report all crimes that take place at sea. So in general, when crimes are committed in territories under U.S. jurisdiction, the FBI focuses its efforts on incidents that have specific penalties as specified in um, Title 18 of the Act. And these crimes include, like we've discussed before, uh, assault, murder, because people try to or succeed at killing people um, or attempt to murder people, manslaughter, kidnapping, sexual abuse, robbery and theft. And these crimes and more uh, included in the cruise crime uh, crime statistics that are apparently... So the FBI researches them, 
but they're put together by the Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that said, crimes in international waters may also require the involvement of the FBI. So, for example, once a cruise ship sails more than 24 miles or 38.62 kilometres off the coast of any given country, it's considered to be in international waters. So this means that the laws governing crimes on the ship are determined by the flag that the ship is sailing under. So for an American to be 100% protected, they need to be an American on an American ship. Yeah. Joy. Um, and for the case we're going to be talking about. So, once again, um, this is where she is going to be really heavy and really dark. Uh, please skip the rest of this week's episode if you find this kind of content too difficult to get through. Um, so, on the 7th of July 2019... We have uh, 18-month-old Chloe Weigand, and she's with her maternal grandfather, Salvatore, or Sal Anello, who was 51 at the time. And they were um, standing by some railing on the 11th deck aboard the murder ship Freedom of the Seas, which is owned by Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited, while the boat was docked in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And this boat, whole, or this ship, I should say, holds around 4,000 passengers at max capacity. And it was ending a seven-day Southern Caribbean cruise of Antigua, St. Lucia, and Barbados. So they were there with the rest of the family, and they were enjoying a family vacation. So Chloe was there, obviously. Um, Her parents, her two older siblings, and both maternal and paternal, so both sets of grandparents. Yeah. So they were in the dining hall area having their dinner. And then um, Chloe just starts wandering off and her grandfather goes off to play with her. And Sal picks her up, places her on the railing so that way she can look outside of the window of the ship because she likes to bang on the glass. So they have footage of her. Um, She likes to watch her older siblings play hockey. And when she does, she likes to bang on the glass when she sees them. That's her thing. Great. So she's banging on the glass like she did at her brother's hockey games. And she falls through an open window, 153 or 45.7 metres, which is approximately 11 storeys, from one of the ship's highest decks. Fuck. She hits an awning, and she lands on the concrete deck below, and that's it, instant. Yeah, instant. That's really fucking sad. Fucking horrible. So, now the investigation begins as to what the fuck happened. Yep. So Sal thought that there was a thick pane of glass there and that she would just put her hands on the glass and stand on the rail and like get up there and put her nose up against the glass and just look outside. Her mum, Kimberly, she was so hysterical that she immediately had to be sedated and honestly, I I don't imagine I can't perceive another way to handle that situation. Um... I, c- I can't even tell you. Yeah, I'm not no, even going to spin shit, whatever. No. Um, so witnesses said that they heard her scream and she made, their quote was, we heard the screams of the mother because we, we were very close. A cry of pain that nature does not compare with any other cry. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And so Sal gave an interview on... CBS this morning and he told the journalist that because he's colorblind 
he didn't notice the window was open. Um, I'm going to play a little something for you. And I just want you to look at the body language for me. All right. I saw her fall. I saw her fall all the way down. I saw her fall. And it was just a disbelief. I was like, oh my God. And I think for a while I was in shock. I was just standing there. Uh, and then I just remember screaming that I thought there was glass. And... To police. So he's fucked up. Big time. So he gave these interviews where he said, um, so she's down, she's looking out at the window and he's bent down with her and then he's used to her, whenever we were at hockey games, would bang on the glass and it was fun. So when I knelt down to be with her at that level, I couldn't reach the glass really with my fingertips. So I know that she couldn't. Yeah. And then that's when I decided to pick her up. So he's picked her up to hold her. And so, you know, I was trying to stand her up on the railing and it happened in seconds. I saw her fall. I saw her fall the whole way down. I saw her fall and I was just in disbelief. I was like, oh my God. And I just remember screaming that I thought there was glass. And so the interviewer said, can you show me how you were holding her? Like, was it a kind of a bear hug? And he goes, yeah, kind of. I was holding her like that. From what I remember, I had her and I was trying to knock on the glass. And at some point I'm like, well, I'm going to have to lean further for her to be able to reach it, right? Because I thought it was farther out than what I expected it to be. And he said that at one point he had one arm around her and the other arm was trying to knock on the glass with her. And that's the point where she slipped out of his arms. And at no point during the whole incident did I think that, well, she fell out. I was like, it's unbelievable. It's like the glass disappeared. Yeah. And then the interviewer said, I don't know if there's a feeling more hopeless than watching her fall. And he said, no, nothing... None of this seems real. She's such a beautiful little girl, a perfect little girl. She's smart, and everybody should have been able to know. Um, and then, yeah. Um, so against the family's wishes being the parents, uh, Puerto Rican prosecutors wanted to charge him with negligent homicide. And he addressed the charges by saying... Whether, you know, they find me guilty of whatever or not, it's inconsequential because of what has already happened is so horrible. Yeah. Um, and he said, Chloe being gone is the worst thing ever. So I'm like, whatever. There's nothing worse that they could do to me than what's already happened. And then so the CBS interviewer went on and said, um, some people who've been on that boat have written to the interviewer and said, David, the windows are tinted. So David being the interviewer. Uh, so it's pretty easy to recognise that it's open. And then Sal said, but I'm colourblind. I couldn't see the tint. Yeah. I couldn't see the window. And then this is the most heartbreaking... I don't want to say the most heartbreaking part, but he thought she just fell to the floor. Yeah. Like, the 40 centimetres to the ground. And then when so, 
he just looks to get her, but she's she's still falling. The poor thing is still going. That'd be really fucking horrific. Um, and so he, he also in the interview said, because um, this was recent, this happened in, um, like we said, not last year, the, was it last year? Now I'm getting confused with myself. Um, yeah, mid last year. So a lot of this stuff has been, we'll be talking about it, but a lot of this stuff has been delayed with COVID. So yeah. all of this preceding stuff is kind of recent. Um, so he had no idea that she fell out of the ship besides, you know, you know, the window was open. And he said that not knowing that there wasn't glass there, if somehow I thought that she was going beyond the glass, I wouldn't have done it. I would have been appalled. I wouldn't mess around with Chloe in that kind of way. Never. If there was some kind of warning sign, we wouldn't even be near it. We wouldn't even have been near it. Um, so when he asked, so the interviewer asked him who he blamed in the situation. And he said, the more and more days go by, you know, initially I couldn't help but blame myself. But I know that if there was a sign, if there was something that indicated there was a chance for that window to be an opening, this wouldn't have happened. So the interviewer said, so do you blame the cruise line? And he said, I do. I just want them to fix the boat. Just fix it. Just fix the boat. And so Sal worked in the IT department for St. Joseph's County. Um, and his boss said that he's a very valuable employee. He's a wonderful person that would just do anything for anyone and that they were all mourning for him. Um, and meanwhile, in a statement, the cruise line said that it was a tragic accident and that they would have no further comment out of respect for the family and because of the pending court case. Well, there you go. So for a very long time, they were sitting on security camera footage that they wouldn't release the public and they were copying a lot of flack for that. And they wouldn't release it to the family either. Um, and Sal was facing up to three years in prison if he was if he was convicted and the family and the public, because um, they're, from, they're from South Bend, Indiana. Um, so their neighbors were really rallying and trying to do whatever they could. The South Bend Police Department, where Alan Chloe's dad was an officer, was just like they had a lot of stuff to deal with, and they were asking just the community to respect the family as they grieved and give them their privacy. So, um, someone from the Puerto Rican offices decided to leak the footage yeah, to Puerto Rican TV, and it flooded Twitter, and it flooded YouTube. Um, I'm not going to make you watch it no. because it's not something you would want to see. And all I want to start out by saying with is the graininess of... The, I'm not going to play it because this is yeah. minutes before anything happens, right? Yeah. This is them sitting at dinner. But tell me how grainy and pixelated that footage is. Really, really You're bad. talking about a multi-million dollar cruise ship. With millions of dollars worth of ticketing and sales worth of people on that ship right now that's alone. Really shit and that's the amount of security that they have. That's pretty pathetic. My phone on my my phone camera, I can FaceTime yeah. with better quality than that is. Maybe it's because they have stuff on that ship that they want to cover up. We can say minimally that this hasn't been updated in a long, long time. And so it's so pixelated and it's so far away from where 
the event occurred. Um, so, like, there's people and tables in front of it. Because you know how I said they were sitting eating dinner? There are people between the camera and them kind of semi-blocking it. And also the angle that the camera was set at is going to come into play a little bit later on. Um, so it shows Chloe getting up from a table and walking towards the row of windows. And Sal gets up and walks over to her. And then he leans out over the railing. You know like how you kind of lean on a ledge or a bench or something? Yeah. He's leaning out over the railing and looks out the window. And then he decides to pick her up because we don't see her really at his feet because of the... You know, everyone in the way. And she's only small. She's 18 months old. And so he picks her up and puts her on her feet in the rail and then she's gone. And then you just see everyone rush. Because you don't hear audio. You just see everyone rush. Um, And then Sal's attorney, who was Jose Perez Ortiz, he told the press that the surveillance video of the incident is consistent with Sal's assertion that he believed the window was closed and his quote was my client thought that the window was closed nothing in the video is inconsistent with his story and then a spokeswoman for royal caribbean cruises uh melissa charbonneau said in a statement that the girl's death was undeniably a heartbreaking tragedy tragedy that has prompted a criminal prosecution of chloe's step-grandfather and a civil lawsuit brought by the wagon family attorneys Why was the window open? And then it says that uh, the surveillance video clearly shows Sal leaning out of the open window for about eight seconds, just moments before he lifts his granddaughter um, up to the window where she falls far down to the deck below. And then the family's civil attorney came out and said that the video was not in real time, that the incident actually lasted more than 30 seconds, so the footage was somehow sped up before it hit the public forum. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, whether it was 5, 10, or 30 seconds, it does nothing to change the fact that Sal reasonably believed the window was closed. Yeah. And if he's colorblind. Yeah. Well, the attorney also showed CBS News um, medical records that showed that Sal was colorblind, so... Yeah, he wouldn't... You can't... In, in some things, you can fake colorblindness, but other stuff, you can't. Yeah. Um... So, for a while, Sal contemplated pleading not guilty um, to the negligent homicide charge, but he didn't want to risk being put away for three years in a Puerto Rican prison. Um, So he pled guilty and he was charged with negligent homicide and he was going to be placed on probation as part of a deal with prosecutors so he wouldn't serve any jail time. And then in other statements made after the deal, he said he was just so horribly wrong about the surroundings. He was placed in charge of keeping his beautiful granddaughter safe and he failed. And he will always be his constant nightmare every day and every night for the rest of his life. And that he took a plea deal to help end part of this nightmare for his family if possible. And that justice for Chloe must include attention being given to providing the safety measures so very needed. And that we need to make sure that things like this will never happen again to another precious baby or anyone. He wasn't drinking. He was completely sober. Um, There were alleged tests. You know, they allegedly breathalyzed him, but I don't have the actual, like, police records to 
you know, yeah. say that for you. But he he um, was allegedly like sober. Um, so their family attorney, Michael uh, Winkleman, he wasn't representing, like I said, Sal in the criminal case, but he took on the family civil lawsuit against Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited to court for negligence in Chloe's death by allowing an 11th floor window in the ship's play area and family area to be open. Right. And Chloe's parents said that they filed the wrongful death lawsuit because they believe the tragic accident could have been prevented by the cruise line. Yeah, should have been. Um, they gave an interview saying, we believe that filing a lawsuit against the cruise line sends a message to them that they were wrong. And most of all, we hope that this improves the safety of these ships for other children and other families. And the family were completely standing by Sal. They, in no way, shape or form, blamed him for Chloe's death. And so Royal Caribbean really amped up here and they were trying to get the lawsuit dismissed. They really hammered down on Sal and they were quoting things like he's reckless and irresponsible. Um, Their attorney said, this is a case about an adult man who, as surveillance footage unquestionably confirms, one, walked up to a window that he was aware was open, two, leaned his upper body out the window for several seconds, Three, reached down and picked up Chloe. And four, then held her up and out of the open window for 30 seconds before he lost his grip and dropped Chloe out of the window. So what they're alleging is... He leant out the window. at this railing. The pane of glass is right there. He knows it's an open window. Yeah. He's leaning out of the window. Yeah. He bends down, picks her up, puts her on the rail... Leans her outside the window. And drops her. And drops her. Which is bullshit. So, his action... This is not... This is the person's quote. Um, His actions were... Sorry, this is Michelle's continuation of her bullshit. His actions, which no reasonable person could have foreseen, were reckless and irresponsible. And the sole reason why Chloe is no longer with her parents. How about the fucking open windows that it can open at all, you daft moron? Yeah. Fucking hell. Who on the 18th floor decides, in an apartment, do they have windows that open on the 18th floor? Fuck no. And if they do, that's not a building you should be living in. No, you shouldn't be. You should be doing something else. <sighs> so, Michael the family's attorney said that Royal Caribbean's motion was baseless and deceptive and just four simple words caution these windows open would have alerted Sal to the danger and that Chloe would still be here today. So if you go online and you have a look at pictures, that's the railing there, right? And it looks like maybe 15, 20 centimetres behind, not even, directly behind the rail is where the window is. Yeah. Right? Just saying though, why would you put a child up there? That's almost like a barrier there. I wouldn't be putting a child anywhere near those windows. He didn't know. He thought that they were solid playing glass. She bangs on windows normally. Yeah. He thought her being up with him was safer than her being on the ground. They were packed with people, I can only assume. Yeah. He wasn't doing anything wrong. My dad's parents have done shit like that with me. It's just worrying, like, looking back on it. But the guy thought that they were solid plated glass. He didn't think that they opened... Very and 
it's like at home. Sometimes the glass is so clean you can't tell if it's there or not. So that would you don't know. To see. And he's already colorblind. He can't see the tint. So it's like, what's going on? So, pretty much, where they're saying it's directly up against the window, it's not, dude. No. Look at that distance there. That's a big distance. That's a big gap. So, they decide, the family's team of, you know, their legal team, they reenacted the photo taken under CCTV camera footage and the angle that the camera was at. And they reenacted it where they took two steps just to the right of the camera. So you can see he wasn't holding her outside an open window at all. Like they claimed, she was technically inside the ship when she fell through. Yeah. And fell out, I should say. So, because of the way that the slope of the window is. Because it's got a slight bridge. So, I don't know, dude. Um... So the family's attorney maintained that this isn't some freak accident. This is something that was a preventable accident. And the windows are entirely not compliant with the standard of, for windows on cruise ships, apparently. Already. So they already don't meet the standard. Yeah. And Carnival and even newer Royal Caribbean cruise ships have windows that are wholly compliant with... Uh, but these windows fail protection codes. Um... And that the freedoms of the freedom of the seas wasn't a fixed plane of glass. So it was. So why do you have open glass to begin with? On the eighteenth floor. No clue. You'd think, for from an OHS perspective. That's absolutely stupid. So at this point, no amount of money could equate to the family getting their, you know, daughter, granddaughter, and sister back. So they just wanted to make sure that this would never happen again and they wanted to make an industry change. So they were seeking an unspecified amount of damages for Chloe's death and in the suit filed in federal court in Miami, they said that the cruise line failed to provide reasonably safe children entertainment areas and failed to adequately mark out the open windows and failed to install safety prevention devices on windows among other grievances. So they made a reenactment um, and they've released some parts of their documentation and they said in fact it would have been physically impossible for Mr. Anello, uh, for Sal to have had his head out of the window frame and his feet on the deck um, the plaintiff's counsel who as stated is nearly identical in height and torso to Mr. Anello, uh, Sal, and could not even reach his head to the window when he was leaning out of the railing let alone be out of the window frame as Royal Caribbean falsely claims Indeed, in order to even touch the subject window with the very top of his head, plaintiff's counsel had to lift his feet at least seven inches off the ground, which is depicted in the photo to the right. But again, Royal Caribbean is claiming Mr. Anello was beyond touching the window with the top of his head. Rather, Royal Caribbean is stating that as fact, Mr. Anello leaned his upper body out of the window for several seconds because this would have been physically impossible for Mr. Anello to accomplish with his feet on the deck. Royal Caribbean is lying to this court. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Sal never dangled her out no. of an open window. He may have put her up against the window, but that was it. Um, and then so I did some more, hist like looking back on some more historical, I don't want to say historical, that's a shit term to say, but some past accidents that have happened some of this records. kind. 
Yeah, on cruise ships. So while they're rare, they do happen. Um, in 2019, an 8-year-old boy, Zeon uh, Smith, uh, sorry, a girl, she uh, fell to her death again from a carnival cruise ship. Um, she was travelling with her family from Bahamas to Miami and she was on a fifth floor ba- uh, balcony standing on her tippy toes when she fell over the railing um, as everyone was disembarking. Yeah. Fuck. How heartbreaking is that? That's pretty shit. Literally th- maybe 20 minutes away from danger. Um, and in 2008, a 52-year-old woman was found dead after falling off a dock on a Royal Princess cruise ship and she fell into a lifeboat below. Um, and then investigators are like, oh my god, this is homicide rather than an accident because a woman was seen struggling with a man moments before her fall. Fucking hell. So what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's liability on the... He, I'm not denying he held her up there. No, but one, liability... Essentially, part of our HNS is there should be routine inspections to make sure that any potential hazards are identified and therefore rectified. So the fact that you've got a window that is able to be opened, hypothetically, there is then reason that potentially something may or may not. That glass should be that thick that you could take a knife that they're serving dinner with in that dining hall, bash it into that and stab that glass. And nothing happened it to it. It should not be... Like, anything at that height should not be opened. No. Not be openable, nothing. It should be a fixed glass pane. No. Um, honestly, like, I've said, my dad's parents have done dumber shit than that with me. Um, so, I was honestly so surprised that the panes of glass were open windows. And that windows are available in ships at all. Because I was thinking, like, Skyrise's glass it could be comparable. We're talking about an 11th floor. And how many Skyrise apartments do we know of that... Like, it's an industry standard. Yeah. Um, Clearly not for these guys. No. And then I was like... Uh, people were saying... People were alleging on Reddit that maybe they opened the window, like an employee opened the window for a cross breeze, or another passenger opened the window for a cross breeze. Yeah. Because they're on the eleventh floor, they're in the they're in the Caribbean, you know. I'm assuming it would be hot. I don't know what the weather would be like in the middle of June, July. Exactly. And then I'm like, come, come on, like. Where's the CCTV footage of who opened the window? Yeah. If you've got the footage there, you fucking tell us who opened it then. But they're not doing it. If he fucking up. wanted to mar- murder his granddaughter, not that I'm in any way, shape, or form that saying that. Opening exactly. It. Hell, if he wanted to do that, why didn't he fucking volleyball throw his granddaughter out of the window? If that's what he wanted to do. Fucking shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. Like, and the way. He presented himself. You can't pretend to be that no, heartbroken. He was, he was so shell shocked. You can tell he hasn't even processed what has happened. Yeah, he's extremely distraught. And there are pictures of them on the internet that where they're together, and you can tell they just loved each other so much, and they were yeah. in love with each other. You can't. If he was in any way, shape, or form abusive to her, that would not be happening. No, no, it wouldn't be. Um. So yeah, who opened the window is what I have to think. When was it opened? And if ventilation was the reason for the open window, 
why didn't they have fans exactly. or like you said air conditioning air conditioning yeah um i'm not a liability expert but to me this is a preventable accident absolutely liability on the shipping company's behalf and at the end of the day like we said and they said no amount of money is going to bring her back no but she had a whole her life hadn't even started yet no she that's really you know really really sad but fucking liable and there's some of these cruise liners they are so fucking dirty they want to be your best friend until the money hits their accounts and then, and once, then they don't give a fucking give shit a about fuck. you it's all about making bank a cruise liner is basically a walking bank account apparently like not this case obviously but other cases people will go missing yeah and family members will be looking for them for hours upon hours and then they'll ask the staff to tell the captain like please help us find our missing family member and they're like sorry got a schedule to keep yeah deal with it on your own they're you know it is what it is yeah and yeah like for instance if they did that on a plane you see cases where um classic example because it's always in the media just for example smiley pirates coming in boarding a cruise liner you know taking what they want hijacking the ships all that sort of stuff that's been in the news just an example. I'm not picking on Somalians, yeah. but that's just been Mo- modern pirates. However, during a ship, yeah. there was a case in the news where Somali pirates tried to hijack a vessel of the Russian Navy. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize it was Russian Navy. They, you know, started firing at AK-47. That's on live leak, dude. I've seen that on live And leak. the USSR. No, sorry, no. The Russian naval ship blows these guys out, out of, the of the water. water. Just gone. Problem solved. They don't negotiate. Gone. Are oh, you going to fire guns at us? Cool. No dramas. We'll show what guns really are, dude. Bang. Gone. And at the end of the day, like... Oh, they're just trying to provide a means for their family, too. They're going about it a shit way. And most governments don't negotiate with... No. Kidnappers. No, like, kidnapping nations and shit. Like, Australia... We're one of allegedly the most progressive yeah. places. If I got kidnapped and it was, say, an American, yeah. I don't want to pick on any other countries. So I'm just going to say America for the sake of the argument. Yeah. They would be like, Soz, Shirley doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Sure. Yep. Do with her what you will. Yep, don't care. They could send body, my body parts and don't care. back to my family don't and the Australian care. government would be like... She's got ten other. She's got nine other fingers. Yeah. Oh, it's her foot. She's got another one. Yeah, they don't. Oh, care. it's not her brain. She's still alive. Yeah. It they is. Don't oh, care. sorry. It Which sucks. makes you go. Why would I really want to go? You know. You're not even safe in your own country. Yeah. You're not even safe in your own house. There are some sick people out there. In the day and age where someone can break into your house and sue you. Fingers fucking crossed. And then you hear about people that, you know, oh, you broke into a house. Oh, at the skylight. I fell through the skylight and I fell into their knife block because I fell into their kitchen. Yeah. And then I severed my femoral artery because yeah. I broke into their house. Yeah. And happened to, by happenstance, the skylight was above their kitchen That's why bench. Americans shoot first, ask questions later. Someone broke into your house, bang, gone, But it's there not you go. always no. that situation. Look at, um, Brenda Taylor. Yeah. Her partner tried to defend her. She yeah. got blown away. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. 
we're only going to charge the cops for the bullets that didn't miss her and that went straight into the neighbouring apartments. Yeah, so they all got off. All got off. It's trash. But anyway, back to Chloe. Um, because of COVID, everything's kind of been delayed in the civil lawsuit. So we're just going to have to keep an eye on what the court rules against the court. They have no fucking hope in hell. No. It's done. Yeah, it's done. They won't. Cl- Unfortunately, they won't be shut down over it. No. Um. But yeah, I mm. think we just got a delivery. Yeah. Do I open it live? No. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, neither do I. So let's, let's have uh, a look. Fumble through this while I get the keys. Yeah, fumble through this. So essentially, as you know, um, postal via land as opposed to sea is a little bit easier. To get postal by the sea, you either go by you know helicopter ship um it can even be you know by submarine um but generally speaking um you know you could also use uh those military trained dolphins um the thing about military trained dolphins though is they apparently have these like little laser devices and torpedoes strapped to them so obviously uh fedex would definitely be fed up and they would just you know blow you out of the water if uh, you didn't accept it the label says shirts I didn't order a shirt. Wow. Shirts. There you go. The closest thing to clothing I ordered was the two masks. So apparently the masks have come as shirts. Maybe they were made from shirts. Which is... This feels heavy. Oh, dude. These are your belts. That I've been tracking for three months. Wow. They finally arrived. Oh, my God. They're good quality. They're the exact same ones. Yes. (gasps) Oh. Exact same ones. Beautiful. It was like a hundred dollars to have them shipped. Yeah. But it cost that's US and Australian bucks. But to have to purchase the item, it was twenty five bucks a pop. Yeah. So I was like, there is no way in hell I am just buying one of these shits. Yeah. So I bought two. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Early Christmas present. Shows. Yeah. So uh, Star Wars belts. Shirts. Star yeah. Wars shirt, shirt belts. Star Wars shirt belts. It's an actual seat belt. Yeah, it's two bucks a seat fold, isn't it? Yeah, and I've been wearing the current one now for like... It's heavy. Yeah. Is it exactly the same as your other one? Yes, exactly the same. Does that look like Yes, matte? that's exactly what it looked like. Because it's a different seller, isn't it? No, exactly Oh, same. buckle down? Yep, buckle down. They're phenomenal. Dude. Buckle down, Chewbacca belt. There you go. Buckle down, off Everyone, uh, seat like, jump belt. on that and grab one. Since 1993. Oh, something in, made in USA. <laughs> that yeah. must be nice to have something made in your own country. I know, Australia right? doesn't know what that feels like. Yeah, we were going forward, but then we went Holden and they got rid of both of them. So, I have a question for you now. Does that mean that we're going to have Chevrolet only? Most likely, yes. Because if Holden is done... Is that branch of General Motors closed and we're just going to get Chevrolets because I don't see them pulling the whole car line off? No. It's purely going to be import now. So they're importing Holdens or they're importing Chevys? Importing Chevys. Which are technically the same thing. Okay, fair enough. So say I want to buy a Holden Captiva, I have to buy a Chevy Captiva. Yep. Fair enough. And then you keep it captive. (sighs) Yeah. Woo! Also, I love how they wrap this. Yeah, actually did well. Wow. I don't normally buy shit from America. Just saying, though. Yeah. 
This is real steel, dude. I could knock my teeth out with this. Look at the quality of that compared to those masks we got yesterday. Ooh. Oh, I don't even... I still can't report it for another few days. No, but it won't let me online. Like, this is... This the, is actual... They're durable. Like, the amount I've put them through, really durable. Oh my god, this is actually licensed. Yes. This is legitimate shit. Yeah, it ain't. Oh my god, did you know this? In, it's got engraving yes. in the... Okay, well, yeah. this stuff I didn't know. It's, How old are yours? Your older ones, not that these aren't yours. It's like... It'd be about five, six years old. Oh, sweet, you've got 12 years here. <laughs> Easily, yeah. I wear them for everything. Yay! They are that solid. The guys at work love your belt. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, that's it from us. So, uh, yeah, you um, you got a surprise, as we did. So, um, yeah, um, if you guys like surprises on um, podcasts, let us know. We'll try and organise random events like this, because we couldn't even plan that. Dude, do you know that these have been AWOL for two months? Yeah. No, I'm serious. What were they, on a cruise ship themselves? Oh, fuck. Let's not right, even... Um, the last time I got an update for them... They came via fucking rowboat. ...was on the... Came by a robot. Yes, no, I'm not going to see. Or 4th of August. Yeah. Nearly yeah. three months. That's what I said to you. I've been tracking him for three months. That one person who had to row their little rowboat all the way from America. I think they got lost. Like, they have to let things quarantine, I think, for a little while. And so much shit's coming into what the country. What do you country. mean? The land of lack of GPS. <sighs> <sighs> Inability. Maybe it came by a raccoon on a scooter. I honestly, I don't even know what to tell you, my dude. I don't know. Raccoon on a scooter. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about today? No. Oh shit. Um, the tree that the Victorian government is trying to cut down. Oh no, it's already cut down. No, no, they not one of them is not all of them. Yeah, the direction tree. Um, fuck. Where was I going with this? The Victorian government put in an, an injunction that lasted until today. How did that go? I'm guessing it failed. Because it's to put a highway through. Yes, but... Like, they were they arrested, I can't remember. Like, it's um a jab-wooring tree. Yeah, the wooden... And, um... So to a, them, it's sacred. It's like 350 years old. Yeah. Uh, it's indig obviously indigenous. And it's a paper bark. But, you know, we need to double the Western Highway, so fuck that shit, says the um, Victorian government, fucking yeah. Dan. And you did it the exact same day that he allowed Victoria to open, so that that way um, people would be distracted. And they were very distracted. <laughs> but um, the Supreme Court put in a ruling... That it had to be paused. Yeah. Um, this was yesterday from memory. And I thought it, it's either today or tomorrow that it ends. Like it was only for a short amount of time. Uh, but yeah, fuck trees. Shit. And then people were saying, oh, could you imagine if we tried to do that to the stone, to Stonehenge? Or if we tried to do that to the Notre Dame? Wouldn't happen. We'd be killed. Yeah, you'd be. Trying to do that. Yeah. Sorry, uh, because as everyone's saying on Instagram and Twitter, if you ain't supporting this shit, you ain't Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So, sorry, I completely fucking... 
forgot. No, I didn't forget. You know how shit doesn't sync from my phone yeah, to the fucking compute the the bullshit. So I'm sitting there going, hold on, no, no, no. We had more than four stories to talk about. That's was like three, four, four, yeah. three. Um, that's why. Sorry, I'm a fucking idiot, and I should have done better. Um, but that's it. We'll follow that too. Okay. Anything else we want to say? No, that's it. All right. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, please share your support to the family. Uh, they haven't put any petitions out or anything like that, but I'll let you guys know if they do, and we'll keep an eye on it. If yep. there's a specific topic you would like us to cover, we do have a topic request form. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, Google Podcasts, Listen Notes, Luminary, Player FM, Podbean, Podchaser, Radio Public. You can subscribe to us using your email. We're also on Spotify, Stitcher, Swoot, TuneIn, Overcast. We re-upload on a video format on YouTube. We're also on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at controllersandcouches at gmail.com. He's Full Metal Chicken. Yes, I am. I am Steph Afar. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, may the force be with you. Uh, live long and prosper. And also with you. Yep. Um, stay safe. Stay home. Wear your fucking masks. Melbournians, don't fucking flood Kmart because we don't want a fucking third wave. And also, we can't afford to flood Kmart because, you know, we're already in a drought country anyway. Oh, you mean not water. Jeez. <laughs> uh, 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 God. So, uh, yeah, on that note, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, blow something up. <laughs> call right. of Duty, eh? Yep, Call of Duty. We'd be out. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Also, uh, oh my God. yeah, I like trains. <laughs>